If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. Folks, welcome back to another episode of the Change Physician Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Kukaro. My co-host, Dr. Melissa Katie, cannot join us today due to doctor things. I'm sure you can all appreciate that. But we have our wonderful guest, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, who is coming back for another episode. Um, if you don't remember, go back to that previous episode to see her full story. Uh, but just to kind of a quick recap here, she's an integrative family physician. She is an NLP, Neuralistic Programming and Hypnosis Master Practitioner, as well as a trainer and the founder of the Mind Remapping Academy. Maisha, it is so great to have you back on the podcast today. Oh, Kevin, it is wonderful to be back. I had so much fun with you and Melissa last time. And shout out to Melissa doing her doctor things. We miss you today, <laughs> but we're going to have some fun. <laughs> she, always, she always make it more interesting, you know? But. <laughs> We will, we will struggle through and see what we, we can oh. do. But, um, but in, in that end, let's, let's actually start the conversation out because what you're doing is fairly unique. And more specifically, it sort of takes physician skills or physician skills that we should have and applies them in new and different ways. And specifically into almost a coaching environment. So before we go there, because I, I want to be very explicit on this for the listeners, because uh, there's so many things out there that is grounded as coaching. Everybody's right. throwing up the sign. I'm a coach. I'm a coach. I'm a coach. So yes. from your definition, what is a coach and what is it that they do that they should be doing if you're pursuing one? Yeah, very good. So um, a coach is someone who is, I would say, in partnership with the person who wants that the transformation. We, we, call, we call them the client right? In partnership with the client to um, create a result, a specific result in their life. Um, there are some difference and it's, it's, it's easier sometimes to explain coaching by talking about what coaching is not first, but it is a methodology that, that allows two people, one who is a guide, a has a specific listening and it's trained to ask questions in a powerful way that helps a person discover for themselves their path, as well as um, to discover uh, themselves more deeply, the things that stop them, you know, things of that nature. But the coach is the access for that. The coach is sort of the conduit for that because of the way they listen and the way they ask questions and reflect back to them. And yes, there's some there's some suggestions, there's some brainstorming, but by and large, it is a, a, a leading process rather than a tell you what to do process, which is what doctors do, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we, yeah, well, we end up doing what really shouldn't probably doing for most of the, most of the visits, I would say, I mean, you know, I kind of, it, it's interesting because that is definitely the, the typical physician mindset. You know, it, you know, you learn in medical school and they're talking, oh, listen to the history. The history is 80%, 90% of the problem. Da, 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 da. Listen to your patient, listen to your patient. And it's just shocking. Then you go into residency and particularly practice when the widget model gets applied, where it's like, how many, how, how many widgets can you throw through the office? I mean, quite, you know, that's what the most health systems did is. And all that stuff that we were supposed to be doing, we don't do anymore. 
You know, like you're right. saying, you don't have time to do it. You don't have time. We're doing these really directed questions, closed-ended questions and things like that. But so I like how you're opening up this dialogue and talking about more of a facilitation path, how there's a guide where you are more, um, I'm going to use the word passive, but not in a, in a negative manner, but really more letting your client direct that process. Mm -hmm. So if that's the starting point for coaching, let's then define that, like you said, what isn't coaching? How would you specifically yes. say what is not coaching? Right. So coaching is not therapy, right? Um, it is, It is. you know, there are people who do therapy and there are people who combine coaching with therapy, but it is not specifically therapy. Therapy is that process of going back and processing a lot of things from the past to help to give insight. Um, and it's, it's very, it is more passive path-based, whereas co coaching is more future-based. Now there is CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and, there's, and that's a little bit, uh, has that future-based component into it, but there's no, there's not a lot of processing of the path in coaching. Um, once again, I will say there are some hybrid models. There can be some hybrid models, but primarily uh, it needs to be understood that it's not therapy. Coaching is not advising. <laughs> advice advising is telling people what to do right um there is a distinction between uh, consulting and coaching and consulting is along the lines of more advising and then coaching is the led process the facilitated process as you say now again there can be hybrid coaching consulting models but if you're talking pure coaching it is not giving advice or telling what to do by and large the coach does not have the answers our premise is that the client always has the answers and the coach helps to uh, the client to realize those answers, to bring those answers forth from the client. That's what the coach does. And, and that's a very important distinction because it changes the dialogue completely. Because if mm -hmm. you're going into this with this idea that it's an advice giving, then the, what you're going to be tuning into is how can I respond with the stuff I want to tell this person? Mm -hmm. versus what you're what you were you know you're sort of detailing here where it's not about dictating something but instead allowing the client to find the answers for themselves so i really love that that's uh, that's wonderful that's you know it's it's so frustrating because so many people there's so many people saying they're coaches and yet i think again in my limited exposure to mm -hmm. some coaches that's the typical thing that they do is it's like, let me ask you a question. And then I'm going to tell you what I wanted to answer, whether or not you answered this question or not. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, you know, <laughs> I could say a lot about that, but <laughs> I think <laughs> because it, it's, it's not just in our industry, it's across industries where the, the coach has to have a framework. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to take people through their framework, whether it's relevant or not. And I think if you're gonna be a coach, it's okay to have a framework, but the framework is the bones. It's the skeleton outline. It's the overview of what of the experience that you want the client to get. But the client comes with what the client comes with. And you have to be willing to dance and able to dance inside of the coaching relationship. That's the epitome of coaching, it's, it's, it's a dance between coach and client. So the third thing that coaching is not is <laughs> coaching is not commiseration, <laughs> right? 
I have talked to some coaches who tend to be commiserators, like, oh, yeah, that's just so wrong. And yeah, <laughs> you know, there's that. And so it's not commiseration. It's not just pleasant conversation. Although coaching can be pleasant, coaching can be fun. It can also be painful. <laughs> it can be emotional. Um, the point is with coaching, there is a direction. There's a direction that the client is going in. Now, the client is leading you in that direction and you're facilitating a um, more rapid, um, a more rapid journey because left to the client's own devices, they may get there in, you know, 20 years with a coach, they may get there in two, right? <laughs> so, or one, or in the case of, if you do an NLP, six months. <laughs> so, <laughs> had to throw it in there, had to throw it in there, <laughs> but yeah. Well, and, and again, that also makes sense because you're, you're almost not only facilitating, but then you are accelerating mm -hmm. people's progress. Uh, and, and that's interesting, you know, uh, when we're looking at other coaching relationships, so the sporting things, mm -hmm. so people get a coach for sports in order to mm -hmm. optimize their performance. And in many ways, I guess what I'm hearing here is that coaching for the individual and in whatever domain that you're seeking a coach for is in a very similar way. It is yeah. to kind of pull out your individual strengths, sometimes what you may not even recognize, and then to optimize those strengths in such a way that is now goal-directed. So it is, so you're more likely to achieve what it is that you want to achieve, not necessarily what the coach wants to achieve. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's an interesting um, analogy of to, to sports, right? Because if you really think about what really great coaches do, they help the, they create the strategy, right? They show the strategies, they show the strategies to the players. And, and I've seen this, you know, they have been, the, now, now I'm gonna tell you, I'm not like a, a, a sports follower, but I do know a little bit. So if I say something wrong, you're gonna correct me, okay? Probably so not. I'm thinking, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna talk about football because this is what I've seen um, it the most in. So you've got, I think it's what the quarter, quarterback who calls plays. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, that's what's interesting, right? You have the coach and in the practice, they're running these plays. They're, they're, um, they're teaching these strategies. They're, you know, they're, they're getting, they're preparing. They're like, here are all the strategies, you know, they're, they're training. And then when the game comes, who calls the plays? <laughs> the quarterback calls the plays because the quarterback's on the field, on the, like on the field, doing the stuff with his team. Mm -hmm. So then th that's the nature of coaching is that there's there's training, there's development in the coaching process. Um, there's the showing of strategies, the options, the brainstorming of options and strategies. And then there's the client getting to choose the path and learning from the path and coming back to the coach and say, hey coach, this is what happened, what now? And then the coach like un helping them unpack that. Okay, well, what didn't work? What didn't work? What'd you learn? What's next, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So and, and it sounds like it can be a very powerful relationship. Mm. Now, yeah. because it's a relationship though, there are still the other party involved. So we've talked a little bit about from the coach's standpoint, what you're looking for any coach, what a coach is and what they should not be doing. But then from your coach perspective, what makes the ideal client? What is the right client mindset that someone needs to come into a coaching relationship? This is a very good question because I believe that depends on the coach themselves, right? What is the coach 
trying, like, what does the coach love to do? What is the coach coaching on? First of all, what um, stage is the, are they looking for their client to be in? As an example, as a, as a person who coaches also in business and entrepreneurship, I'm very clear that I like potential clients to uh, have an idea, be very clear about what they're doing, like where they're going. They may or may not have started their business. That's fine. Um, but they need to at least be clear. I won't take a person on if they're not clear or haven't at least maybe gotten a little bit started. Um, but I probably won't take on someone who's already in business for a certain amount of time and is advanced because I like startups. That's mm -hmm. what I like in the business realm, right? From a, uh, a NLP coaching standpoint, the person, like this is like for, for people who might be looking at being a life coach or, or something of that nature, the person has to recognize that there is a problem, <clears throat> be willing to admit that they have a part in the problem <laughs> and be ready to, um, the word is not change, do the work that needs to be done in order to transform the problem, meaning whatever it is inside of themselves that could be contributing to the problem, mm -hmm. right? So they need to be willing and ready to do the work. And with that, like, so how many of your clients, how do you make sure that the clients that you're seeing are in that right mindset? Do you have a screening process or are there generally like, say, I don't know, say a worksheet where you say, fill this out. If you can fill this out, this would probably be a good thing that I can work with you. Cause, cause that is really, really important, right? Cause you're, what you're basically describing is there are people who say they want to change. Like I'm thinking from the physician space, everybody mm -hmm. I'm burned out. I'm burned out. I want to get on medicine. Mm -hmm. That's pretty general. Mm -hmm. That is in, and you can go all sorts of different places with that, but it sounds to yeah. me, what you're looking for is, you know, I'm burned out. What I'm really interested in is creating a business around block mm -hmm. and that they're very clear on what that, it, but what at least that direction is. They may have not, it just, like you said, they may have not started anything, but mm -hmm. they have clarity in that direction. So mm -hmm. how are you then making sure or facilitating that people are clear before they see you? Right. So, um, this is where I actually, I allow my clients to self-select in. This is where a system comes into place. Mm -hmm. So for all you who are listening out there who might be coaches, this is the part you need to be listening to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a system that helps me to self-select before I even speak to mm -hmm. the person, but I do do a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them that we call discovery calls. Really, it's a sales call, if I'm to be 100% honest. And people who get on the phone with me, they know that. You know, they know that by the time they get to me. Um, but initially, it may be a webinar, right? There may be a webinar that they watch, and the webinar takes them through uh, five things that that either they need to know about their business or five. There's one webinar I have called the five um, five things, the five unconscious things that are sabotaging your life, right? So this is more for a life coaching scenario. And so that they come through the webinar and at the end of the webinar, I always have an invitation. And the invitation is if you are, know that you're in one of these spaces and you want to transform that, and this is who this is for. And I really state it, it's for people who are ready to work or have, have a, a, a integrity, which is they show up, they say, do what they say they're gonna do, um, who are ready to invest in themselves, then book a call with me. That's the invitation at the end of the webinar, right? 
So then by the time they booked the call with me, they have already gone through somewhat of a self-selection process. Mm -hmm. Now they, they book the call, they get on the calendar. At the end of the booking, there's a form that they have to fill out. And the form asks some very specific questions so that I can prepare for the call, right? It gets where they are, where they want to be, like where they, where they imagine their life to be like. Again, are you committed? Are you willing to invest in your development? And most of them say yes, or sometimes they say I'm unsure and that's okay, right? And then by, when they get on the call with me, I take them through almost a mini coaching process, right? Where I'm, I'm doing an inquiry and during that inquiry, I'm sort of reflecting to them what I hear and what I see. And then by the end, I can hear, because this is the way a coach listens, I can hear, and, and the discovery call is really just a set of questions. It's just a set of questions. It's just like information gathering for me, but I can hear whether they're ready or not. And I will ask them, I will say, how do you think I can help you? And they'll either tell me or they won't. And then at that point, if I feel that they are um, not only ready, and I tell them at the beginning of the call, if I feel that we're a good fit and you want me to help you, then we'll talk about how you can work with me. You know, And so I have a very specific process that self-selects out so that by the time people get with me, most of them, about 60% of them are ready to sign on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, people could take that information, really creating that pathway mm-hmm. and apply it into a clinical practice model. I mean, that, that would, if you have a, a great practice, so obviously on the change position, we talk about everything, right? Whether mm-hmm. you're trying to change your practice or trying to change your life, mm-hmm. trying to find a different thing, mm-hmm. but it's important to know that what we're talking about here is as relevant to clinical practice yes. as it is into a coaching model. Because what you're basically doing is you're systemizing your work in such a way that all the stuff, the filtering can be done very effectively and efficiently so that your intention and the high demand cognitive work, you can now devote to your clients, which makes a lot of sense. And, And so obviously my brain is like juggling, well, if you were in clinical practice, how would you do this? You could do this by video you know, some sort of video informational device. You can do it through your marketing materials. You can do it through a well-structured office where you have your assistant who maybe is using specific questions before they come in. Yeah. So yeah, super powerful people. I hope you're listening to what, what uh, Dr. Claiborne is talking about here. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 and, and the thing is, it's empowering to the client too mm-hmm. because they, they are on the way in. They're taking in this information and they're, and they're self-identifying like, oh yeah, this is me. This is me. Right. Okay. I'm going to go to, I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm going to book this call. And then they're, they're filling out this form and they're having to introspect like, wow. Okay. What is my current situation? Okay. What, if I, if I had it on my way, how would it be like, and they're introspecting even before they get to the call. So it's very empowering. The process in itself is empowering. And when they get to the call, some people who don't sign up with me, just that call itself will transform them. I've gotten emails like, you know, months later, sometimes a year later, like I did a call with you last year and let me tell you what's happened in my life since. And they never signed up with me, you know? Mm-hmm. And that in itself is, is satisfying for me because I'm like, well, as long as you get the transformation, I don't care how you get it. Mm-hmm. Even if I just plant the seed, you know? Uh, and, and that's the difference between, it sounds like what you're doing and what, again, what a lot of people throw up the shingle and it isn't necessarily about filtering and finding the right people that you can work with, but just really getting a bunch of people to sign up for your program. 
right? Yeah. right? There is that, right? I got to survive. I got to survive. I need clients. Yeah. Right? Or the discovery <laughs> call, which it is, has nothing to do with discovery. And um, really, right. is, that, you know, that's, that's, that's to me is, a, is an excellent thing to hear is because if you're doing a discovery call and the people that are not even signing up for your longer duration, the people who are working with you on more than one basis, and yet you have people who are still coming away from that with value, that's a great process. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we've been talking for a little while here. What would you say is the first step then if people were interested in working with you? Uh, you've talked about different domains, business life, et cetera. You've talked about webinars, but do you have a, a central starting point that you like people to generally see to get the information and maybe discover whether or not it would be useful for them to, to talk with you more? Yeah. I mean, I, I invite them to reach out to me directly. If you, if, if um, you go to drmaisha.com, that's my hub. That's where you can see everything. So if you if you are thinking, well, maybe I want to become a coach, um, and I'll talk a little bit about how you can do that in just a moment. Maybe I want to train, you know, join a training to become a coach, or maybe I want to train in NLP hypnosis, um, or then you'll 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 the starting point is drmaisha.com. Um, maybe I want to have some business coaching, and I want to learn more about that. You can this it's the same hub, right? Um, I do have, and if I don't know if you you mind if I share a little bit about the NLP training that's coming up for those who think they want to be coaches. Well, I, I want to make a, a distinguishing because uh, there sounds like there's almost two paths, right? So yes. you have you have people who already know that they want to be coaches, and then there's a specific coaching that you do. That's where the neuralistic mm -hmm. programming comes in. We mm -hmm. talked a little bit about in the, that first episode, mm -hmm. and then on the other path, it seems like that may not be if you want to do coaching per se but you have a specific business venture that you're pursuing and then mm -hmm. you want someone to kind of facilitate that to optimize performance in the, in, in your specific business idea. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm, I'm sort of semi-retiring. I, I use it's so funny. I think how many times have I semi-retired? I feel like Michael Jordan going into retirement and coming back out again, mm -hmm. but <laughs> semi-retired from the, from the business coaching arena, but I don't think I could ever give it up because I love it. It allows me um, to access a bit of creativity when I'm with a physician and we're brainstorming ideas and I'm listening to them create and you know, that process for me is just, it's very fulfilling. So that's why I mention it, even though I don't advertise myself as a business coach uh, anymore, but I still get clients just because people know me as that in the space and, um, and I do still love it. So that is a pathway if you go to drmaisha.com. But what I focus on is the NLP coach training and the hypnosis training. That's what I focus on. Okay. And why don't you go a little bit of that? Because that sounds like that's different than coaching specifically. Now you're teaching people how to coach through a specific that's right. framework. That's right. So, you know, I, I because I came across so many doctors who were wanting to be coaches and I have the training, I have the, the capacity and the training and the, sort of the credentials to train, I, I decided to start a school called the Mind Remapping Academy. And um, we, I think on the last episode, we did talk a little bit about what neuro-linguistic programming is. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I now actually run programs and have a training. By the time this episode comes out, we would have just started our training, uh, our training for January, but I do a couple of trainings a year, certifying in, in neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis, as well as coaching. So it's a, it's actually a quadruple certification. There's another technique in there um, that I don't want to confuse people, but there's, there's, there's four techniques, all NLP and hypnosis related and a coach training. Um, that they get certified in. So mm -hmm. it's a fun program. It's a virtual program. When COVID is sort of winding itself down, it's convertible to a live program, <laughs> which, which I love. That's what I love the most is the live program. It's, it's a different dynamic for sure. But what was wonderful about the tool set that you're mentioning is it can be delivered over in a, the internet in a virtual format. And you can be just as effective, I would say, in a lot of ways. I mean, live, live interaction obviously is more pleasurable. And, you know, you can, mm -hmm. you're seeing people, there's something live dynamic, but I've been pr pretty shocked actually. If you, yeah. you know, if you're using like a Zoom format like this, you mm -hmm. can have pretty robust interactions and in, in, um, much more, I mean, I've done, I mean, I've done a ton of stuff on Zoom and things in the past, mm -hmm. but I, I was just absolutely shocked at it how well it works so yeah it makes a lot of sense it's amazing it, it is amazing and so I, I really liked how you're offering a program that is certainly relevant in this day and age and will continue to seem to expand rather than being a single format you know like if you were yeah. some of the stuff that people are learning you can only do it live well you're in a little trouble yeah well you know it's interesting though because before COVID happened. I, I just, I decided to do my last class virtual, but I was trained live and I was under the impression that it, it, it was really the only format that was being done. Mm -hmm. And so when I decided to do the virtual format, I thought to myself, well, you know, I don't, I, I've not done it virtual before, but we're going to make it work. And it was a, it was a good thing that I did. It was almost a little bit of forethought because I started the program, the, the training before COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And then COVID happened. And I was like, Phew, good <laughs> thing I did this virtually, you know, but, but one of the things, and I, and I just want to make this point about NLP specifically, because people might ask, well, why would I want to learn NLP? Why don't I just go and do a regular old coach training, right? The thing about NLP that I love is that it, it does teach flexibility of behavior. Mm -hmm. And one of the presuppositions of the, uh, of the um, of NLP is the system or the person with the most flexibility controls the system, right? So when you learn NLP, among other things, you learn to be behaviorally flexible and you learn all types of different tools to help you do this and it, and it works in, in clinical medicine, it works in coaching, it works as a parent, it works in relationships. So people ask, well, why should I learn NLP in addition to coaching? Because it's not something that's only gonna transform your clients, it's gonna transform your own life. And all of my students who go through my program see a transformation in their personal life and have the tools to now take out into the world and transform lives of others. I'm just laughing because um, I do a lot of pain training. So outside of the change position and people know I'm a pain specialist and I do a lot of pain education and training of clinicians. Mm -hmm. And I say that exact same thing. 
because the best students I have have a personal transformation before they have a professional transformation. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I guess there, there is some uh, overall truth, I think, to that because, you know, another that makes me think of is if you are in any sort of thing, you're going through a coaching relationship or you're, you're trying to do something, if you haven't learned, applied, really understood it for yourself, how in the world are you supposed to deliver it to somebody else? That's right. Uh, interesting, <laughs> right. interesting stuff. And I, the other part is interesting. So we, we did talk a little bit about neuralistic programming and hypnosis, but the other advantage to bundling them to a coaching program is not only are you getting the coaching framework, you're getting additional tool sets specific to that. Because oftentimes people, well, I can learn this, but then they don't, they, you know, they feel like they don't have a tool set or whatever. So you're providing the tool right. sets as well. So that makes a lot of sense. And it's very practical. And I'll tell you what, you know, no shade to the ICF, you know, I respect to the ICF, but they are not teaching these kinds of tools, right? Mm -hmm. the, 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 the tool sets that you come out with when you learn NLP, it, they, they meet, well, the coaching program overall, because it's inclusive of the coaching, it meets and exceeds the standards of the ICF. So, you know, it's just one of those things that I was, I think, lucky enough, because when I was first, I, when I first did my coach training back in 2008, it was more around the ICF track. Mm -hmm. And then when I decided to, to certify in NLP hypnosis, timeline therapy and coaching um, on this track, then I realized how much um, more rich is the word I'll use, um, the training is. And so, you know, it's just a matter of giving people a fish versus teaching people to fish. Mm -hmm. And I love teaching people to fish. Or, or teaching people to fish and then teaching people to fish and giving them a fishing rod. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. that's yes. a little bit different is yes. they people to fish and, and then you're like, oh, I don't have a rod. I don't have any bait. I don't have the, the hook. You know, am I going to leave the lure? What am I supposed to be doing here? <laughs> Giving them the, the starter kit. The starter, yes. Yeah, the starter <laughs> kit. I, I might use that outside of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> oh, well, you facilitated it. So it's as much yours as anything. Well, we've covered a lot of things. And actually, um, I, I want to be very respectful of your time. But there are so many other details that we can go into because this would lead into things about coaching certification. Right. Well, you know, and you mentioned you don't need to be yeah. certified, but there are certification or agencies. And maybe that would be a future conversation for us to have would be the pros and cons to, to both of those. But yeah. um, anyway, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, Maisha. It was an yeah. absolute pleasure to talk with you today. I hope everybody else got something out of it. If there's a specific place. So your your address in the Internet is drmaisha.com. Drmaisha.com. Mm -hmm. I'll give you one. I'll give the the the, the um, listeners one more email address. I mean, okay. one more email address. One more website address. If they're specifically interested in the NLP, they can go to remapmymind.com. Remapmymind.com, and I'll give that to you as well. So if they're okay. specifically interested in the NLP training and getting into our next training, which will be. Uh, announcing very soon. Um, they can go there and, and submit an application. Fantastic. Well, we will definitely have those links available for everybody. And uh, thank you again for joining us. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Until next time, everybody else, stay well.
Well, thank you for joining us today on the Change Physician podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com.